Well, 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 we did it. We finally found ourselves in a dungeon. We took the scenic route by about 17 episodes, but by the light, we made it. This one's a pretty wild ride, and one of my honest-to-God favorite character moments happens here. I'm not about to spoil anything, but I have never been let down in quite the same fashion. I hope you're enjoying the show so far, and if you are, don't forget to leave us a review on your podcatcher and check us out on Patreon and Ko-Fi. Details are in the show notes. And definitely a huge shout-out to everybody who already has and our existing Patreon supporters. We appreciate it more than you can possibly imagine. Um, If you want to skip ahead to the action, you can shoot for the four-and-a-half-minute mark. Not a lot of pregame on this one. I hope you guys all locked in a New Year's resolution. I know I sure haven't. I'll catch you all later. Previously on Knucklebones. The slippery stairs leading into Crescent Dome proved too great an obstacle to overcome without taking a savage tumble, but inevitably we entered the memorial. The walls were covered in intricately carved depictions of the many battles comprising the 27-year war between elves, dwarves, and men. We discovered a bloody kitchen, a sign that someone, or something, has taken up residence in the memorial. After a brief exploration, a giant spider ambushed Babatha and kicked off a nasty fight. After taking care of the creature, we made our way to a giant statue of the King Fogwer Greyborn, the Dwarf King at the time of the Great War, which we found wrapped in a giant spider's webbing. And then we heard a voice in the web, a weary doppelganger pleading for help. Bone Boys, Scalades, Osteo Envies, Trans Taluses, Chitin Kids, and all the cartilaginous folks in between, welcome back to Knucklebones. Butts. Roll those butts. Roll the kunkle butts. Kunkle butts. Kunkle butts. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. <sighs> butts, butts, butts. Bill, Bill. Well, well, well. I got you guys all back together for another session of Knuckle Bones. Oh. Thank you for joining me. Oh, this uh, wasn't the other one? Fuck. I'm so sorry. That... Oh, join me for Knucklebones. I lost my, I lost my team there. I'm sorry. <laughs> Did Nick just turn into a 75-year-old man with constipation? The, the secret is I've always been a 75-year-old man with constipation. I'm ready to play some Knucklebones with you, dog. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, you said turn into, and I was like, well, no, but the rest, sure, yeah. I have, like, a not the size of of my heart in my chest today like getting ready for this session yeah i know like a knot like my heart is just in a knot it feels really painful i feel really anxious is what i'm trying to say nick are you sure that you just aren't having like a cardiac problem yeah (laughs) this is a really triggering conversation for your wife (laughs) yeah i just want to i just want to let you know as someone who uh thought he was dyslexic but it turns out it was just anxiety you should probably go see a doctor bud for anxiety? Yeah. yeah. I guess that is a thing that people do, isn't it? It's something that, that your like wife did. Thing. <laughs> like, well, my anxiety realistically stems from like this particular monument within Crescent Dome that is like it's chewing away at me every day that we're down here. Huh. I mean, every real life day that we're down here, it chews away at me. Wow. I just, I think about it all the time. That's a long time. I know. I mean, you're saying all that and you're just, now you're just making me stressed out. Yeah. I don't know if I want to play anymore. This sounds stressful. Yeah. I don't like the sounds of that. Okay. So in the meantime, Bye, 
<laughs> Max is gone. It looks like it's just us playing. It's gonna be a lot harder. Oh, hi Max, you're back. Hello. My name's Derek. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Derek, for replacing Max. We were kind of getting tired of him anyways. I'll get it. <sighs> Alright, I'm not gonna beat around the bush. There's nothing to talk about. We're we're in Crescidome. We've got some stuff to take care of, right? Right? Let's do it, fam. I really need to take a deep breath, calm this, calm down a little bit. You know, it it does seem a little worrisome that you said you were feeling really anxious, and then you went off camera and you came back, and there was a little more salt in the salt and pepper mustache there. And I just think, like, you know, some of those substances might not be helping with this heart palpitation issue that you're having. <laughs> they might be helping more than you think. <laughs> in, give, in giving it to you? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bro. My heart beats way faster now. <laughs> Coke is to anxiety that uh, stimulants are to ADHD uh, for, like, medical purposes. Perpetually so, uh, helpful. Yeah, extremely. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's get to the dome. I want to I wanna do some stuff. Let's just let's go for it. I don't think I want you to do stuff to my dome. A beautifully carved cathedral-style ceiling. Perfectly even stone walls bearing beautiful carvings of King Greyborn's battles and accomplishments. A towering statue of the king himself stands triumphantly in the middle of this room, which is carved into an octagonal shape. There's a narrow walkway that allows viewers to bask in the majesty of the king from all angles. Thick, stringy spiderwebs weave from the walls to the statue to the ground, and dry bones crunch under your feet as you turn, staring at the sickly face of a doppelganger wrapped in webs as he pleads, Help! Help! Babitha, I am curious. What did you do to me? Because I am hearing scary sounds. Down here. Oh, that's not just you there, Liza. It's a group hallucination? I think we may have all had a drink of the same potion, if you know what I mean. And by that I mean I, I did not partake in any potions. It's it's real. It's no hallucination. It's, uh, it is clearly another potential victim here. I, uh, where does it hurt? Everywhere. Not you, Liza. Oh, sorry. Everywhere. <laughs> Cut right. me free. Hmm. I no. beg you. I could see where you would want us to do that. I don't know, Blep. What do you have? Well, no, I a valid point. I mean, a blood debt is always good. Are you armed? I mean, you have arms, obviously, but like, do you have weapons? Do you have, have do you have eight arms? Yes. How many arms do you have? I, I have only two arms. Good start. Good start. Okay. And you, of course, have the right to bear them. God, don't get him started. Oh, his his God. his arms slowly transform into the shape of bare arms. Oh no! He is a doppelganger, after all. Oh no! I oh, made a worse boy. joke. Than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I thought it was pretty bad. No, his arms are like he's like fully cocooned, kind of in this spider we, web. Through the sort of web cocoon situation, can we see like what they are wearing if they do have any gear with them, 
or is it totally opaque? Uh, roll perception check. Why not? It's right. it's he's pretty thickly wound up, like almost good, like a good. cocoon, with just his head and part of his shoulders sticking out. Uh, that is going to be an eighteen. It looks like he's wearing um, a cloak and like it almost looks like ritual clothing, like an ornate kind of cloak. It is dirty and filthy, and it looks like he's been in this cocoon for a while. Now that's a pretty fancy cloak you got on there, friend. Say, what are you, what are you doing down here in the memorial? Cut me free. Oh, your Food. mouth seems pretty free right now. Water. Food. I'm gonna um, pull out just like whatever rations Galtier has on him. Uh, you know, take a big draft of water. Mm out of his thing and have a little snack and sort of look at the guy and go like, well, of course we have everything that you need, but you're going to have to pay for it with some answers. A drink. An answer. It was to be a ritual. It was to bring her back to life. Oh, see, now that wasn't so hard, was it? And I'll pour a little bit of water into like, I, I guess probably have like camp cups or something. Um, and sort of like, I'll, I'll approach him and try to give him a little small sip. Uh, yeah, he like violently tries to drink it. So thirsty. So I will, thirsty. I will, I will give him like a real, like, you know, I, would, I, just, I guess I just mean I'm being very gentle. I don't want to like waterboard this dude. Uh, but I, <laughs> I will, you know, give him like a half the cup and let him sip for a minute and then take a step back and say, and, uh, and who is she? The queen, of course. Oh, now, which queen is that? You might... I, I know quite a few. I must express to you the doubts that I had of it working. Most of us did as well. It was to be Queen Crusher herself. Oh, Queen Crusher. Does that name mean anything to us? Like, do we uh, know? Yeah, yeah, we know, yeah, yeah. We know the historical uh, figure... Yeah, yeah is... Lady Crescia is who the town was named for, and she was yeah. the one who died, and that's what made um, Foghorn Leghorn, Foghorn Leghorn uh, surrender. Is there a new? Do we? I, I, my question was, I, like, I know no, no, the historical no, no. figure, I, but is that the only frame of reference oh, we have? I see what you mean. Or is there a? It's not an office, right? That's a person who was like from right, right, hundreds right. of years ago. Yes. Okay. Um, I think at that one, he's going to throw a big eyebrow at Babitha and Liza. Just be like, is that sort of thing possible? Tell me, now, how exactly were you intending to do this? You say it was a, a, a ritual. Um, first and foremost, uh, how many of, were there of you involved? Uh, I'd also like to know what stake the doppelgangers seem to have in animating she says questioningly reincarnating what are you in any case bringing the queen back I'm curious what stake you have in it how many of there you were and what uh our spidery friend went afoul it was only a only in financial interest that we grew involved in the first place. 
Please cut me down from this. Cut me down from this beast's lair. Galtier, I, I do believe that uh, we we may get uh, catch more flies with uh, with honey than vinegar, as it as it may be. Um, we've got to go ahead and cut him free, and I'll uh, I'll have the the ropes secure him. Liza is going to walk up cautiously, and. He, he looks wildly helpless. Yes, I know, but we just fought a giant spider, and... Okay, yeah. Gen generally, just a little spooked. Um, sure, sure. So, Liza's kind of going to walk up behind Galtier and cartoonishly poke their head from around <laughs> Galtier's kind of <laughs> wide frame and just ask... Does the name Rus bring anything to mind for you? Maybe Ram? What was the name written on the Griffin statue? Yugar. Yugar. Yeah, yeah. Y-U-G-A-R, right? Yeah. Rus was in charge of Kresha. Rus was to take the city for us. I don't know what's come of Rus since this happened. What year do you think it is? 1987. I turned to Gaultier. <laughs> what year is it? Well, it is, of course, 1987, year of our lord. <laughs> wow, I'm really off. Can we... What if this world is canonically 1987 and that's why everything is measured in Patrick's ways? <laughs> I just, okay, I just watched Roadhouse for the first time, like, two days ago. Wait, you'd never seen it before? <laughs> never saw it. I've never seen it either. Oh my god. Mikey walked in at the scene where a polar bear falls on a guy after he yeah. shoots it six times. <laughs> and I was like, if you know nothing else about this movie, this is Roadhouse. <laughs> I just assumed, I assumed that was a bit like, as I watched that movie uh, too young and too often. It was one of those, like, for some reason, my parents would just let it be on. And I was like, I don't yeah. think I should be watching this, but okay. Uh, so that's why, like, as soon as you started describing things as roadhouses, like, I can only think about that crazy-ass movie. Roos was in charge of the city. Roos was trying to take the city. Got it. So, basically, what I'm trying to figure out is Roos was trying to... What? We, we yes. killed Roos in the mayor's we office. We killed Roos. Roos must yeah. have been the one impersonating the mayor. We can we can assume this might be Rom or someone who, another doppelganger potentially. Yeah, yeah. Someone good... was probably writing them from this location. Yeah. My friend, I have to ask, what did taking Kresha have to do with bringing Queen Kresha back? How are those two things related? Only the money, the gold and the silver. So you are going to buy her life back? The city is to be ours. The gold and silver would only aid in those ends. So am I understanding correctly that the 
doppelgangers or at least your particular sect of is it is there uh are all of you involved in the ritual doppelgangers are you a clan of some kind or it is us we are the doppelgangers we've no home to call our own save for Kresha. I see, and you were hoping that the the Lady Kresha would be sympathetic to your cause. Are you working with the dwarves on this? Yes. It is them funding the revival of Lady Kresha. I see, I see. Galtier, what did I say? Cut our friend free. Oh, uh, Liza had just a couple more questions, but alright then, we go ahead. <laughs> Got that rope ready? Uh, oh, yes, 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 yes. Full disclosure, right. my brain is melting. Uh, I just wish to state his his dark, like sunken in eyes on his elongated head, like lift up and look straight at Liza. The lady crushes of no concern to the doppelgangers. We care only for the money and the revival. Now you are you are Rom, correct? I am Maris. You are Maris. Well, hey, uh, pleasure to meet you, Maris. Gaultier Desjardins. Gaultier, I fear Rom perished in the explosion. Oh, there's an explosion. Okay, hold. I'm going to have you tell us about that here in just one <laughs> moment. Uh, but first, we are going to cut you down out of this here web. But of course, my friend is going to take that pretty little rope of hers and, and tie y'all up. You understand? Of course. And I will make you shit your pants via the spell Bane if you do not cooperate. They do have a thing for making that happen sometimes. Yes, but let me try the call. All right, here we go. And, uh, were not for you, I fear I would be lost. I have no reason to harm you or anything or do anything to fall a foul of your group. Okay, so we will go ahead and cut Maris down. Babithy wabithy! As he falls down, you cut this cocoon off of him and he falls, and you see that his entire lower half is just, like, shriveled and bloody and, like, dried out. There is absolutely no way he could walk or move. Oh, no. Oh, Babithy, is that, uh, beyond your expertise? You made a nice turn of our friend back there. It was feeding for what felt like weeks. Mavis, do you know what day it is? Thursday. Uh, oh my do we, god. Do we, do we think it's Thursday? Like, <laughs> like when he says it's been feeding on me for weeks, like, do we do we think like... He's, he's a few days off. It's so difficult to tell. I've stared at nothing but darkness for... Too long. Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds. Dun 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 dun. It's a four. Four points of healing. Um. Okay, that's enough to get him to like shambly. Is that a word? To uh, he can now walk on his own two feet, albeit he shambles. He can barely support his own weight, but he can move on his own. 
Okay. And he slowly stands up, and he's actually pretty tall. I mean, top doppelgangers are pretty, pretty tall and gangly fellas, um, and he towers probably even over Galtier, as he even cr- hunched over just a bit. Now you said there was an explosion. This is accurate. An explosion of bright light. Was this part of your ritual or some other accident? I will not pretend to be knowledgeable in the rituals of necromancy. Was only a member of the party trying to enact it. Rom was in charge of the procedures and the rituals. Well, now, you know, my mom used to always say, don't do any of that necromancy if you don't know something about it. <laughs> That's an oddly specific. Don't, don't mess around with magic, child. That's what she used to say. Not all of us, knight, were born into the red. Where there is money to be made, Profit to be gained, it must be taken. It's a sentiment that I can somewhat agree with. Uh, there is, of course, uh, an equitable distribution of wealth that I think is, is sorely lacking in our society these days, but that's not to say that you can just Ooh, take things willy nilly. Well, of course, I wouldn't expect you, nobility, to know anything about it, dear. But I've always had everything I needed. What else could we need? Yes, yes, I see. So part of the... Have problem. you tried working hard, pulling oh, yourself geez. up by your bootstraps? Oh, my God. Oh, my good Lord. He's the absolute worst. Liza, why do we do this? Bleb, can you just... Can now, you, you know, just... if you don't go down there and get that fancy potion every morning, you could save a whole bundle of money. Oh, my God. I was injured in the explosion, but not outright hit. It was when I tried to flee... That I was caught by this hideous creature, this giant spider that was here. Yes, it has uh, been dispatched. We ran, ran and foul of it ourselves. I got super lucky with a dagger shot. Super lucky. It was actually, it was really <laughs> badass. Like, I'm a little bit disappointed that you didn't get to see it, because I bet that would have, you know, given you a little bit of closure, a little bit of uh, a satisfaction, you know, seeing that. But uh, we can show you the body, at least, if that will make you feel better. Maris puts his hand on his chest and lowers his head. She will be missed. What? The thing that sucked you dry will be missed? She was but an obedient pet until the food stopped coming. Well, now we've all had a relationship like that. (laughs) You cannot blame a creature for needing to feast, can you? I mean, no. Uh, Man, was this taking a dark turn? I'm sad. (laughs) Was this ritual being performed here in the dome? Indeed, it was at the memorial. Could you show us where? Up top? All around us. <laughs> he looks around confused. Like, how the fuck did you get in here, guys? I was being more specifically a chamber or, or something. I believe that you have spared my life and saved it. I will show you. Great. Thank you, Maris. It is greatly appreciated. Does Liza get the sense that this is a doppelganger, the only other doppelganger that Liza has thus far come in contact with was the mayor, who was kind of an angry piece of shit, kind of selfish, kind of 
mm-hmm. into their own ship. Liza's conflicted because these things can shift around and can change themselves similar to Liza, so it's kind of like this is a like a, a distant cousin, but also these things are like they don't seem as whimsical as yeah. as Liza believes themselves to be. In my head, I've been looking at them as like the I, I can't remember what they're called the the Eloy and the uh, Murdochs Murlocs from Time Machine, right? Oh. Like you guys are like the same thing, but on divergent genetic paths. You guys are the same. You just have different past, I guess. You guys know what I'm talking about, the Eloy and the Murlocs? I have no idea what we're talking about. So it's like chicken versus lizard. It's like the Eloy stayed above ground and were like the rich humans that like didn't ever have to do anything. And the Murlocs were the like, they got forced underground and were forced to do all the dirty work. So they grew big and strong and bulky and scary. And the mm. Eloy stayed above ground, didn't ever do anything, so they got small and weak and like whimsical. Oh yeah, we did. Okay. That's that's the like distinction that in my head I'm seeing is like changelings are just like they're like the the dogs so and doppelgangers so are like the wolves. They're just like yeah. different types of elves, kinda. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm gonna ask this question for you next because it's interesting to me. Is that something that like people would know? Or is like, does Liza know, like, the history of Changelings? Is that a well-known, or what I would Galtier know? Or I is think, that something where, like... No, no I, I think clip? probably not, because by their very nature, I think Changelings are... They try to be, like, reclusive, right? Or, like, not display what they are. Is that accurate, Max? They can be, they can be as reclusive or as uh, flamboyant as they wish, and thus far, there have... are no stories of Changelings that Liza has ever known. And you, you know you have, like, a true form, though, right? Yeah, yeah. You said that, right? So, okay. So, like, you do have, like, a just like, I'm not doing anything to change my appearance self. And you know that it's distinctly different from this other thing. But we've now seen two things that look pretty similar, but don't look like you. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Right. Crazy. Yeah. Like, they both tend to, the histories on these two races are kind of hard to come by. And they're pretty, pretty vague because nobody knows. Because they could, they could live their whole lives without anyone finding out. Yeah, 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 exactly. So for all you guys know, you know, King Fogra could have been a changeling and who who would know? Mm. 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 So, um, so yeah, Maris is kind of happy to, not happy, but he's fine with kind of leading you guys around if you want. Did you get okay. your answer to your question, Liza? What was your it, question? It was mainly just like, does Liza trust? Oh, Maris? yeah. Can I do an insight check? Yeah. Rabbit, that would yeah. definitely be... Yeah, I basically, like, that was what I was kind of getting at. There's a 17 plus 3. That's a dirty 20. Uh, Galtier, did you want to roll one? Sure. I think, it's, I think you guys can all do a little insight here and see what uh, you can glean from this guy. That's a 10. Flat 10. I'm, I, I'm into the idea that Liza is not trusting of this guy. Right, because of your guys' similarities, like it doesn't make sense to you that like why is he different? Look, yeah. I gotta tell you, as soon as Galtier found out that this person was uh potentially an exotic pet dealer, uh he's fully on board. He rolled a two insight <laughs> check. Maris fucking rules. Nice. Um <laughs> Babitha, you feel like you know, you can't trust this guy, right? He's based on your experience with Roos back or the mayor. 
back in Kresha, like, you know that there's something shady here and you don't know what his motives might be, but in the context of the situation, you feel like he's probably trustworthy because you saved his life. There is gotcha. a little bit of, of um, maybe honor behind that. And the motivations here are necromancy. What they're trying to do is dark, but that doesn't necessarily translate to him specifically being a bad entity. So there's so there's there's definitely some some question there, but he doesn't seem outwardly untrustworthy. That's good to know. Blub doesn't like him, but does feel bad for him. Blub doesn't like anybody. Well, <laughs> just because he doesn't like Gaultier doesn't mean that he doesn't like anybody. <laughs> well, of course it does. I'm very charmed. Uh, <laughs> before we leave this room, is there any like furniture and stuff still here? Is there any like? Were they using this room for any other purpose before the spider went crazy? Like, can we kind of tell what's going on in here? So this particular room is only a memorial for um, King Greyborn. Mm-hmm. So his statue is 20 feet tall or so, and the cathedral ceilings are 30 feet carved. Um, and it's just a narrow walkway around this room. So there's not... So this was in its in its time, or even now, like it still stands as a monument... It's only intended to, like, walk through. Right. Okay. Well, perhaps we should follow our new friend Maris here, see if we can find out about uh, bomb, the explosion, the ritual. Shoot, we still got to track down our primary objective, too. Well, I may be mistaken, but uh, an explosion could, in fact, be caused by an impact. Ah. Well, that's quick thinking there. I was fully thinking a fireworks accident. Oh, you know what? That makes more sense. It's probably that. No. Forget what I said, fuck me. The firework factory is the next building over. Oh, well, This is a building? Crash <laughs> oh, Dome said, was I've built? I've said too much. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows that 1987 is the year of the firework. <laughs> Maris? Maris? Maris leads you guys back out into that main antechamber um, rooms going. Uh, we were using time and let's let's hey hey new app here. Can we switch to cardinal directions? It's a little easier, I'd, I'd say. So Goofball. there's <laughs> a walkway going north, one going east that you guys are coming from. The south uh, walkway is the entrance that you guys came in, and then there is the west walkway that leads into the makeshift kitchen, which is we went into the west one. Yeah, that's where you found um, Maris. Bang. Bang. Ooh, good map. Oh, Mikey yeah. has drawn a fantastic map. So you drew a big ass spider. Good job. Which you can catch on the Patreon if uh, if you <laughs> do. So <laughs> just I'll, I'll, share, I'll share I'll share the real map. I mean, the one that I've got one uh, hanging up behind my computer that I'm using. So Maris leads you out into the antechamber and then turns towards the north and. His skin shimmers and flickers and wavers in this really uncomfortable way. It, it's very eerie to all of you guys. And it just settles back on this natural slate color. It's almost the same shade as the walls in which you're walking. And he walks down this pathway to the north. He slows down. There's a set of stairs that goes down five or ten steps. And then off to the right was the room that you guys found. And he points to it. We all slept there. And then he turns to the left, back towards the, back to the west. Following this hallway, and it's, 
an area that you have not yet explored. A, the stair set goes down, and it's similar to the one that you walked in, except it's not in as bad of shape. It's not slippery. It doesn't look dangerous. <laughs> mm. And he walks down probably 20 stairs, and it flattens out for a, for a ways. And you guys come on this. He doesn't even glance at it. He just keeps walking, but about waist height, carved into the stone of this place, is this massive sprawling battle scene it's almost like you're looking into a window but it's hollowed out going into the wall of the cave oh oh it's like a sick diorama yeah yeah the scene is carved from the perspective of somebody standing at the bottom of kresha dome gazing up as dwarves humans and elves clash in these various skirmishes all around and oversized in scale the focal point at the top of the dome is a dwarven figure with its face frozen in time in this scream of agony as he holds in his arms his slain wife. A plaque is carved into the stone near the piece. Liza, you read Dwarvish before, right? Correct. Do you want me to read that out loud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tomato, tomato. Uh... <laughs> Everyone looks over and and they see just kind of a stubby-fingered hand that they haven't seen before touch (laughs) the inscription. And all of a sudden they look down and they see, oh no, there's just a full dwarf uh, with black hair going uh, braided into a long black beard. uh, And it is just a a majestic sight. Um, Just black eyes tanned skin somehow looks really like a lot of like physical labor has been done and this face has seen a lot of like heat (laughs) somehow it's really it's a work of art Uh, and Liza just reads off and thus she's lost our woes have grown at last too great to fight is not our life our war our fate our heart and soul, our hope, our greatest queen crash of Miraline. You, do you guys like it? I, I tried to do the, the dwarf. And oh, it's very, very good, darling. I was quite impressed. Your your range is uh, is improving. And uh, Babitha, seeing Galtier starting to kind of stammer something inappropriate, <laughs> just gives him a little goose with her quarter cent. You're one of us. Yes. I am. I'm one of you. He walks closer to you. Maris walks closer to you and his skin flickers and he like very briefly transforms into identically the dwarf that you are for just a moment and then it's like he can't hold it. It flips back. I mean are you... Are you just out of practice, or are you just bad at that? Or are dwarves just uncomfortable? Because when I try to be dwarves some, like, things, it can no. be... It feels like an itch on my skin. It's, I don't A know. huge spider feasted on my body for days. Oh, no, that checks out. It was painful. Yes. It's a shame we can't take a little rest and rub some hit dye. <laughs> How much food do you have? That's where you're going with this conversation? We just discovered that we're kind of the same species and you just were like, food, 
Are there more of you coming? No, good point. I have rations. He looks disappointed for a second. Just, <laughs> just you. <laughs> yeah, there's like so much going on with this guy. It's just like <laughs> pivoting so hard in like so many different directions. I said I have, I said I have food, and now he's disappointed. I, what does this man want? He's just, oh, it's like my relationships all over again. We shall hold Palaver as soon as possible. In the meantime, follow. And he goes down more stairs through this hallway. So this hallway is like ten feet wide or so, and this diorama thank you for that word by the way is carved into the wall for like it's probably like 10 feet um the hallway you're going down is 50 feet long roughly and this diorama is about 15 feet long in this hallway hell yeah so it's it's pretty massive and it's carved like way up into the rock like it probably goes up 25 feet as like this scaled view of crescia or of crescia dome would you say that Maris has like functionally metagaming wise has like levels of exhaustion oh certainly okay so he leads you down more stairs the hallway straightens out for a good while and then it drops down more stairs probably 50 feet down you guys go deeper and deeper into Crescia dome you first notice a faint odor as you approach this small chamber at the bottom of the stairs it smells like mold and urine. You enter this chamber that's roughly a circular shape. Things are carved into the wall here, similar to the rest of this place. It's about 40 feet in diameter, and you see a set of stairs that goes up to the northwest as you're coming in, and you also see a number of carts that are loaded with food goods. There's rotting vegetables and fruits that are there's flies swarming on them probably the source of most of the disgusting odor aside from urine the other has wheats dried dried pastas various types of beans but that is not the most interesting thing about this room there's a watermelon on the northwest side of this room which like i said is about 40 feet around is a pit the pit is 70 feet deep 80 feet deep and where there was once a great set of stairs that led down to the bottom, you can see that they have since been destroyed. And in the pit below, as you get closer to it, you start to see movement. You start to hear hushed whispers of no, people talking. I don't like this. You hold out, Galtier, you hold out your torch over this pit. And you see the faces of 150 people standing still, staring up at you. What the fuck? A number of them are lying on the floor, some of them face down. Do you see a whole lot of filthy, filthy faces of people who look miserable and quiet? And as you're looking around at all of these faces, you see some of them that slowly put their fingers up to their mouth in a shushing manner. And then you hear others, food, food, food. Gaultier, roll perception. Babitha, roll perception. Uh, that's a seven for Gaultier. I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean over to Babs and just be like, 
You may be old, but you are still sharp. Beg your pardon. I love you. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm. Uh, it's going to be functionally bardic inspiration because um, I think this is very important. That is a fourteen plus five is a nineteen. Okay, you can roll um, blep as well, as you guys are staring down into the faces of 150 starving people. Blep is an 11 plus 3, which is a 14. I'm into, like, all of you guys are seeing different things here. What Blep notices in the darkness at the far side of this pit, he sees the visages of echoes walking. He can see them just barely in the darkness as they come into the pit from a cave and they go around a small corner and out of the pit into another cave. Babitha, you see, tied around one of the carts is a rope, but it's broken. Right at the edge of the pit, it is sheared off. And in a flash, you recognize one of the faces in the pit. You see Whispering Willow. Holy oh, fuck. shit. What do you do? the turns slowly to Maris and says, I presume you have an explanation for this. Rum's letter to Ruth said that uh, the pit was filling. Apologetically, almost solemnly, he looks to the ground, ashamed even. Food, sacrifice, replacement. I have a new working theory. Y'all would entertain me for a bit of theatrics. It would seem that our newfound spider-bitten friend here uh, was helping his compatriots compile a, a sacrifice, you said, Maris? That might be of the uh, human variety. And he kind of like side eyes at Maris a little bit. It seems that perchance our friend Willow here was captured. Are they alive down there? Most most of them are. You can see. Most of them are like, like looking up at the torch as the torch's light is like flickering down into this pit. So they're all echoes though? No, these are all people. Okay. okay. There are some echoes at the far side that, that Blep happened to see going in one cave and out another cave. Okay, so Blep saw the echoes, Babitha sees the people. Yes, you all gotcha. see the people. Um, Blep is probably the only one based on his perception that actually... I mean, Babitha, you rolled really well. You probably saw them back there too. It's just that they are not as significant as seeing Willow down there to you. Right. Okay, so Babitha is going to say, Oh dear, Willow is down there. And, uh, Babitha is going to say, Maris, how are are people, uh, selected to go down there? I mean, are we looking at a vat of criminals here, or are these people that have been ripped from their homes? I mean, what, what kind of, what, what's the, what's the vibe here? He looks confused for a second. Crescents, my dear. One by one, they were to be replaced. Oh. oh no. Oh no. Maris, 
Are you implying that for every person down in this pit, there is a doppelganger in their place out in the world? And more. And more? The ones that have been eaten. The ones that have been sacrificed. The ones that are no longer here. They once were, but no longer. And now people think that they are still them, but they are actually doppelgangers. He nods. Alright, Maris, now listen, I know this is probably the most important question and probably the one we should have led with, but quite frankly, I wasn't prepared for the answer, but now I'm afraid <laughs> that uh, before we move forward, I'm going to need this little bit of context. <clears throat> to what exactly are these people being fed? To my people. You are consuming them. Is that how you gain their appearance? But surely no, because you just mimic Liza back there. So you're cannibal? cannibal. No, you're not. Well, it's not really cannibalism if they're not eating doppelgangers. I mean, if a human eats a dwarf, is it? Although, you know, that is a very interesting question that you pose there, Liza. If a human, say, eats an elf, the answer, of course, species, is yes. Is it cannibalism? <laughs> Although it might seem ill-advised to your kind, they are a prime source of meat and food for my Gross. kind. I, I, listen, I don't, um, I, 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 I want to be respectful of you and your kin, and I understand that we all exist no, in this world in our own ways. <laughs> and I also understand that uh, you, you, uh, you need nourishment and you need sustenance, and I respect that. Um, however, um, and, and I mean this with all due respect, what the actual fuck, though? Yeah, what the there fuck are, are you so doing? There are so many other get, things out there to fucking eat. Why? Get, get I mean, is it, it bad enough that you're taking these people from their homes and replacing them up, with doppelgangers, but you're also eating them? I mean, is it like, I, I just, it I... feels uh, vindictive. <sighs> Maris, I'm so sorry. I, now I, I understand I, why you were once so mad about the spider. As they have outlived their usefulness, there is no need to continue feeding them. Their mannerisms and personalities are studied. But once they are adapted and learned, they are no longer useful to my kind. That is an excellent point, Maris. And I'm going to shove him into the pit. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit! Um. <laughs> okay. Can you can you Sparta his ass? Well, well. So here's the thing: one d six per ten feet falling. We're looking at a seventy foot pit. I mean, you just killed Maris. You just yeah. You just killed our like dead. source of information. Yep. Cool. That's amazing. Wow. Take. I want you right now to take an absolute straight off the top one hundred or one thousand experience points. That is so primo. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, honestly, I'm not going to lie. Given the whole cannibalism thing, like, I don't feel that bad about it. But it's still, he could have been useful, Gaultier. Oh, gosh, that was quite the splat he made. Using dark tools taints the soul. This might make our job a little bit harder, but it'll make our conscience a little bit lighter. You hear whispers from the bottom, like stage whispers almost. Quiet, quiet. 
be quiet. Shh, quiet. What do we need to be quiet for? Is there more spiders? Enough of the uh, enough of the f uh, enough of the yelling. You gotta be quiet. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. What's going on? Can you whisper seventy feet quietly? Probably not. Probably I not. I don't think that this is a good idea. No, uh, if, if you guys are trying no. to be quiet, this is not a good idea. Okay. Here, we'll, we'll quiet down a little bit and say, like, I think maybe we should uh, pull our ropes together. Maybe we could get uh, find a way down there or start bringing people up. Seems that they might be a little malnourished or injured. Could be difficult for them to climb all the way up. Do we have any other alternatives? Babathy, <sighs> Babathy. <laughs> <laughs> It takes a it takes a brief moment, and then the rope that was tying Maris kind of flitters up from over the edge and like wraps itself oh. around. I forgot that's what that's actually for. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Awesome, so good. So, so what's the plan? Um, there is so you did see the stairwell that leads up to the northwest. There, there's people in this pit that are like scared and presumably very hungry. Um, can I take a look at the food and see if there's any of it that is, like, are there any, you know, grains or potatoes or something that aren't disgusting or like yeah. any food that isn't bad? Probably, um, let me a D100. Let's, let's put a little luck on this. Um, Ooh, okay, okay. So all of the vegetables and fruits are clearly rotted and gross at this point. And actually, um, you other three can roll a nature, um, while he's doing this. Great. Uh, that is a 48. Oh, I was like, <laughs> I forgot I told you to roll a D100, and I was like, how? <laughs> I know you have some abilities, but how? Um, yeah, I would say that you can probably find, looking through these carts, uh, there's a few, what do you call like a small, small barrels of water. There are... Little casks. Thank you, casks of water. There are bushels, uh, I don't know how, like what other size unit to use to describe, but there's like bushels of pastas and grains and things. Uh, there pasta. is some, there, <laughs> I don't know what other Jesus. unit, like pounds? There's four pounds of, of pasta. Yeah. I don't know. Like dry. Like great. I don't know what other unit to use. Uh, I just like the idea that it's he's being literal and it's like real thick, long spaghetti that you just pick up in like a sheaf. <laughs> oh, I'm just like a tortilla. Like you have to slice it like a tortilla. <laughs> no, I'm fully picturing like a hay bale of just spaghetti. <laughs> our Crescens fantasy attendants who get mad if you break the noodles, and so they're hey, they just, just fucking here. huge noodles. It's the size of an Olympic weightlifting bar. You couldn't, you couldn't break it if you tried. It's a, it's a lasagna noodle, but the size of a bath towel. <laughs> yeah, so you're able to to scrounge up like a fair bit of non-perishable food out of this, but the majority of it is kind of fresh stuff that has gone bad. Um, what was your nature role, Liza in Tabitha? Babitha got a 15, Blep got a 10. Uh, Liza got a big ol' 3. Babitha, your best guess is that this these fruits and veggies have been sitting out in this dank, humid cave system for about a week. Okay, which is about how long Maris was trapped and probably about how long ago the explosion happened. Exactly. Got it. And how many people can we see down there? 
Um, rough estimate you're looking about 150. Holy shit, okay. How long ago did we arrive in Crash It? It's been a couple days, right? <laughs> a Sorry. couple of it, days it, ago. It's been, it's been like three days. Right around, a, it's been less than a week, like, right? Oh, yeah. I think it's like four days. I, not counting Crash like this is day seven. Okay. So, so here's the, 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 like, this is the part I'm trying to figure out. Is this the willow that went after the shard and talked to Pops, or is that already doppelganger Willow at that point? Right. And like, is are you right, Mikey, that the shard stopped the ritual by just blowing up and killing important figures? And then they were like, well, fuck, I guess we dip out of here, right? Yeah. That's what I was trying to figure. Willow threw me off earlier, but then I'm realizing like, oh shit, maybe she was already replaced. Shit, maybe she was replaced before we ever met her, right? We don't know. Right. We won't know until we talk to the real Willow. But if the mayor was trying to go after Pops, it would be much easier for them to go after Pops if they had someone on the inside. So I, I don't get the feeling that Willow... The Willow that we met was a doppelganger. Other way, otherwise, it would have been easier to shut Pops down. Yeah, it would have been plan in action. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems reasonable. So, but then if... Okay, so then it can't be the shard that interrupted the ritual then. So there's another threat here. Well, it doesn't necessarily... Because the ones that have been consumed have been replaced. But these people haven't necessarily been replaced because they study their mannerisms and stuff first. The, the, shard, the falling of the shard had happened before anyone got sent here, right? Like, Willow was chasing it. Yeah. So that event, she was still in Crescia when that event happened. So oh, she was right. then subsequently captured and put in a pit, right? Yeah, I think she was captured when she went to Crescia Dome to try and find the shard. If, so if we, think, if we think that's the order of operations here, then something else, either the ritual backfired on its own, or there's another unknown threat that has prevented right. the necromancy. Which I believe is the thing that everyone is shushing, shushing about. Us. Right, that's, yeah. that's where I was driving at. It's like, oh, fuck, there's a monster in here. Yeah, there's just going to be a Tarrasque hanging from the ceiling. <laughs> I also, I don't trust that there's just a spider. Well, and the idea that, like, the spider was a pet, like, to what? To who? Well, you could have asked Maris if you wanted well, to. <laughs> but that ship has long since sailed. <laughs> yeah, we could splatter that. Um, it, can we, can we like gesture down to Willow? Does she look strong enough to um, climb up out of the pit? Willow, yeah. I mean, Galtier will go to the edge and sort of like, you know, try to like as much hand signal at her as possible without yelling at her, like pointing at the rope and pointing at her. Oh, the rope is still hanging there now. Yeah, because then. Have to activate the rope of climbing to create a path for them out of the pit. Oh sure, I thought I yeah. thought you just called it straight back up. It's yeah. it's I call it, well we I had to tie your rope to it. So oh okay yeah, yeah. Willow will uh, absolutely will just now climbing. be unfurling it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she can she can crawl or climb her way up. Holy smokes! I cannot believe it's you guys. What's what's going on here, Willow? Hell if I know. Oh yeah, hey, thanks by the way. Yeah, totally. It, we're cool. Hey, where's your friend? What was his name? Randy? Hey, hey yeah. Ronnie? Rooney. Rooney, yeah, his name is Rooney. Look, check it out. 
this like real bad thing happened to Rooney. I kind of, if we could just like, look, here's the long and short of it. He's not with us anymore. Was it a bug bursting out of his chest? How about not no? Okay. What? Okay. It was okay. it was real bad. Was there an explosion? When it burst out of like I guess a blood explosion kinda. Oh, okay, so it was a bug. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yes. Uh, I I don't want to alarm you. <laughs> he Will, just exploded. Seems to be happening more and more lately. Uh, we witnessed this happening as well. Um, and found. Did Rooney points. ever cast magic? Could Rooney cast magic? I mean, a little bit, yeah. Okay, we're all fucked. I see. What do you mean? The line, the thread that you are pulling on, Liza, that is quite interesting. Have you I ever mean... cast magic before? Oh, no, that wasn't my, that's not really my strong suit. Okay, cool, never do it. I'm kind of like the leader here, you know what I mean? I just kind of point and click, and then the other guys do whatever I tell them to do. Click what? It's it's a metaphor. Oh. No, like, like yeah. a horse. Like a- yeah, I click like a horse. You know. Oh, everyone is your horse? So anyways, I tried to I tried to get down there and help these people, but one of the guys climbed the rope and it broke. Oh good lord. Okay, okay. When you are you saying that when you when you got here, Willow, all these people were in the pit, but there was no one else. You weren't captured before us no. down there, you went down there willingly. Yeah, I was trying to help them. Oh, maybe our theory's back on there. I couldn't just why, leave him down here. Why are you shushing everybody? Yeah, why are we being shushed? Oh, uh, well, it's it's the the monsters and the it's the things in the caves, right? Like sometimes they they like come out and they'll just eat you. And now they down in the caves down there in the pit, or are they in all the caves? Now you mean like the doppelgangers, like the creepy humanoid things, or like do they look large... like the guy we kicked off, or that Gaultier? kicked off the ledge no what the hell is that anyways i've never seen one of those before no they look like these like bugs oh. you know though like it's like the ones that they it came from rooney but they're guys they're way bigger were they did they seem particular about the sort of people they took mm, that's a good question i don't think so they just popped out Okay, have you seen any evidence of a, a ritual space or some sort of accident? Our late friend Maris here told us that uh, there was an explosion. I, I haven't seen anything. This is as far as I've made it. I couldn't leave these people. Okay, no, Willow, why don't you... Bailiff, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, I don't want to leave my fancy rope. I mean, not that I have anything against these people, but I, I'm going to need it. But we could leave, you know, some just like regular hempen rope for folks to try to climb up um, and make their way out. Willow, would you be uh, willing to stay here, help these people up out of this pit and uh, start giving them a little bit of food, get them ready to leave? Yeah, uh, yeah, of, yeah, of course. We'll, but hey, look. We'll help you with this rope, but. I'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We still have some unfinished business. Oh, we have quite a bit of unfinished business, Willow. In fact, um, I'm still not a huge fan of I, you. I was, I was kind of... I also her. hate you guys a lot. I mean, that's yeah. fair, that's fair. But you tried to kill us, and we saved you. So let's just... I think we're... Uh, look, next. look, later, later. Right now is not really the time, is it? Okay, listen, we need to... We let's need save to... these people. Okay, yes, save the people. Okay, so we will so, help... I want to help just get, like, you know, whatever the... If there's a way, if we, I don't know how much... If we pull all our rope together, and if there's any other supplies in here, like, if we can make it a little 
easier to get up than just like having to straight up climb a fucking rope like 70 can feet. liza run into the spider lair and grab a bunch of the spider <laughs> silk and uh create uh like like extra ropes or something i don't know uh roll a survival check fuck it why not i mean why don't we make a short rest of it and uh <laughs> gather some supplies yeah sure it's so boring when you roll like a nine to an eleven. Yeah, that was a thirteen. Um, yeah, you can gather some of these spider webs, but you just you're not skilled enough to really weave them into any sort of useful, useful shape. It just turns <laughs> into just like, like a melted marshmallow. It's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, shit. <laughs> it was such a good idea. I just couldn't do it. Yeah. Um, even so, I think you know any any reasonable amount of time um, you guys can. These people can kind of funnel their way up and move out, I guess. Cool. Are you guys going to leave leave Willow to this, or are you going to stay and supervise, or what? I was thinking we could put her in charge and, and go see what's up in this other spot, but how do you guys feel? On the one hand, I really like that idea, like leaving her in charge to like handle this and know that like shit's getting done off screen. On the other hand, I feel like we need to get more information from her, probably, and it would be helpful to have another set of hands if a giant monster bug comes out. I do think, I mean, it doesn't sound but like I don't know on, how much help she could be. Yeah, I don't think we're honest ticking of the clock as I had sort of originally thought going into this, mm-hmm. so we might be able to just, like, oversee the whole thing and talk to her a little bit. I think, I think that's good. Yeah. So I'll say it'll probably take you guys... I don't know how long it takes people to climb 70 feet, to I be mean, honest. All, all these people must be yoked. Cause like, <laughs> like, 30, like 30 seconds? Well, what I wanted to say is that uh, if we're actually staying to supervise, then I think what we can do is basically, like, we've got a regular rope tied, right, to get the extra, like, footage. And then attached to that uh, is the rope of climbing. And uh, that will be, you know, knotted like in intervals people can use it like knots i also can i like if someone's on it well we kind of did that before right if someone's on it and i call it back like it shoots up right like so we could kind of maybe help we could help pull people up too we could make like a pulley system i don't know okay um yeah and the, the yeah I so think probably knots give like advantage and shit right like it doesn't yeah. have like cool climbing attributes so but yeah i think that's the thing is like if we're going to commit to it we're going to like literally help all the people and make sure that they get up safely okay yeah given an hour or so i'll say you guys can help everybody up and down um what i will need from you guys however is a stealth check each Mm. Mm. (laughs) oh no (laughs) 24 i got a dirty 20 Okay, okay. Uh, which is incredible. She's rolled a 19. And then flip. Roll a 12 plus 4. A 16? 16, That's okay. A, a natural one. Mm. Classic. <laughs> clank, 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 clank. Yeah, I think like the whole time you're helping people up, it's like your armor is clanking, your sword is clanging on your armor as you're bending over and yoinking people, and you're a little older, so there's some grunts. Some dad noises. Oh yeah, Gauthier are definitely old man since there's like, every time. 
at one point your sword slides out of its sheath and they're scabbard. Oh my! I don't know the difference. Baldric. Um, a what? I don't. Baldric? All of those. All of those are words for a sheath. I don't know what the difference between the is, to be honest. <laughs> Everybody like hushes when your sword falls. There's just like a horrified silence. I swear to God, if they come and it's your fault, I'm leaving you behind. I swear to God. And everybody waits for a minute before anything happens. And there's some... But nothing comes from the caves. Can Liza, like, start whispering to folks as they're coming up the rope? Hello, you're welcome. Have you ever cast magic before? (laughs) Uh, Mostly no's. Uh, Actually, exclusively no's. All know. As more people are getting up onto this upper portion in this room, you see that there are a dozen bodies or so at the bottom of the pit still. Those bodies down there, who knew them? Did anybody here know them? A couple people raised their hands. They, they were all, every one of them was known to have some sort of arcane ability. Yeah, okay. And they were all and, killed by them bugs? Yeah. Seems to be some kind of pattern there, huh? I don't like this at all. Yeah, tell me about it. It's insane. Gautier, yeah. I'm going to ask you to touch my body and listen to my chest, please. That's uh, highly irregular, but okay. In Liza's chest. I'm just kidding, nothing. There's nothing in, uh, that you can um, pick up. Babitha rushes over with her hearing trumpet just in case. <laughs> Roll perception. <laughs> 18 plus whatever. You detect nothing. A normal... Changelings have two hearts like uh, like uh, Time Lord. Time Lords. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you don't detect anything. <laughs> okay, yeah, so we get, we get everybody out of the pit. We've learned some stuff. Um, I think um, Galtier is also going to help uh, maybe draft a couple people to like help get whatever food is edible. Uh, yeah. And it's probably, I guess they're just munching a lot of like dry pasta. It's not great, but it's technically Something. sustenance. Um, yeah, pasta and water, pasta. and it'll it'll uh, it'll, it'll work swell itself out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, like, as part of this time thing, like as people are coming up, we're feeding them, and then whoever's gotten to eat a little bit is helping hand out food and trying to like. You know, sort of like uh, FEMA, the whole situation. There's yeah. a fresh spider in the cave over there. If you want it, it's an option. Not necessarily appetizing, but it's, it's, it's an option. Are we like, like, hey, I'm gonna get out of here. You guys trying to hang out? Or like, I got. Wait a minute. I came here for a reason. Forget I said that. All these other guys are gonna get out of here. So now we I'm... know that you haven't fulfilled your original mission then. Damn it. Well, you don't know that. Well, we do, because we are here to complete it for you. Is there anyone, Willow, uh, you think will be capable of leading everybody up out of here? Yeah, that guy right there. He, you Look, you're in charge. Get him out of here. Okay, now, sir, please be very careful. One, we've already encountered one colossal spider. And two, uh, the stairs are very slippery. Babitha approaches the man and she reaches into her pack and she pulls out a handful of kitchen, like a bundle of kitchen knives. 
and she hands the. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh shit! Five hundred experience points. That's amazing. And she, and she says, "I'm all of those who are capable of wielding, and make haste getting out. Be mindful on the stairs. Watch for spiders, and do take care, darling." They all mutter to themselves, like passing out these knives, and they're like, "You can see the relief on their faces, being fed, having weapons, and they're fucking going home." And and one is wielding a ladle. And one is... And one is wielding a ladle. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and don't forget, when you get home, to tell everybody who saved you. Who who saved us? It was Whisper and Willow, right? No, absolutely not. It was Blythe's Uncovers of Truth's Treasures and Such, in this case, you being the such. Blythe's Uncovers of Treasures. I don't know if I can remember that. Can you write it down? Okay. Then. Oh, you just have to remember the Liza acronym, ca- but... Liza casts Thunderwave and projects <laughs> Blast her voice again. Back into the no, voice. Liza! <laughs> Look, I'm, Max, if you want to do the most rogue thing in this episode, you can really take some heat off of me, you know? The absolute most chaotic move possible. <laughs> like we've just managed to save a hundred plus people silently, and then you cast fucking thunder wave to wake up the monster would be the most bullshit. Like I'd quit the game. I'd fucking quit the game. Uh, Nick, do we know how, how yes, safe do we think this area is? Like, can these people get home? Or is this more of a like, hey, get out of the memorial and then like somebody set up a shanty town? Yeah, and we'll come they live in Crescia. Most of them yeah, are from so, Crescia. So the wa- so you know that the hike from Crescia to here is it was I don't remember if I put it in five or seven days, but it's like it's a long walk if you don't take the back route, yeah. which if they don't have Gordon is the back route. But there is reason to believe that once you hit the main road, there's going to be a roadhouse. Okay, which so might be can... a day or two. You're not sure because you didn't come that way. So we'll also, I mean. They, they can handle this, but we want to provision them up with whatever food isn't horrible and try yeah. to increase their chances as much as possible if they're going to actually, like, try to make it all the way. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, it's going to be a difficult and valiant attempt, but you got to try it, right? Um, Liza is going to give some of the armed people, whoever, the, like, the leaders are, like, five gold pieces. Oh, cool. Just for, like... To help get everybody going. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. they might oh. n- need to pay for, a, like renting out an entire roadhouse or like yeah, food yeah, or sure. whatever so yeah Galtier will ship in as well another five you can have uh 200 experience points very wholesome act of selflessness Galtier and Liza you guys you've set down your torch and you started helping these people up and you're handing out food and money and stuff and as the torch is like flickering away in Babitha's light spell on I don't remember what she cast it on starts to like slowly fade you notice that this room itself is still slightly illuminated by a white light. Oh, I think I may have found what we are looking for. Gautier is going to kind of like glance over and see what Willow's up to and try to head off in the direction of the light, like sort of sneaky. Uh, yeah, I will try okay. to make I will try to make eyes at Liza and Babitha, but I'm gonna I'm gonna try to stealth my way out of this situation. Yeah, cool. P.S. They're uh, they're glowing uh, rocks that I like oh, gave okay. them. And we did think this was a, a white light shard, right? Yeah, yeah, it is okay. white. Willow, will you be accompanying us? Yeah, naturally. I think they'll be fine. Look, we all came here for the same reason. Let's just let's finish this out together, right? Thick as thieves. 
Galtier, this faint wavering light illuminates the stone corridor. You pass by this cavern where there's another pair of empty wagons and you're now moving almost directly east and you see this pile of rubble that is blocking the path almost completely and this white light is penetrating from like a grandiose doorway. Like the top 10 feet of this doorway are passable over the rubble and this light is like shining out through it. Does it seem like I could like scramble over it and get a look in there? Yes. Okay, I will, I will do that. Yeah, we're working together now. We're, we're gonna be a good team, all right? Yeah, it's gonna be great. We're gonna get this thing back. We're gonna make so much money. It's gonna be awesome. Gaultier, <laughs> dominating this large rectangular room is a ring of at least two dozen burned and bludgeoned doppelganger corpses. Most of them are dressed in these similar robes to Maris, and some even are like just fully naked. This ring of corpses is surrounding this circular, white, radiant stone that's piercing into the bottom of the floor of this ritualistic chamber 10 feet deep in this crater. Prior to being the home of this brilliant white stone, this room looks like it was the main attraction of this entire memorial. You see the remnants of a massive statue that's now shattered into a thousand pieces that lie scattered on the polished floor. You catch a glimpse of the lower jaw and side of her face resting on the floor with a singular eye that stares at you. And the stone radiates light. So does this, does this look like the, similar to the crater we'd seen prior at the other site? Yep. Um, is it like the other one? Does it look like the shard is like resting there where it is something you can just pick up? Yep. Or is it like embedded? Okay. Um, I want to just peek around the room and see if there's anything else going on in this room. Yeah, <laughs> same. Same. So so what you're seeing is these burned in, in charred corpses of the doppelgangers. You're seeing like it's probably yeah. like late afternoon so you're seeing like early twilight almost through the ceiling where this thing crashed through the roof of this memorial straight into Crescia Dome. You can see natural light coming out of it and it's it's probably 50 feet high. This was a massive chamber. Um, and it looks like, you know, some of these some of these doppelgangers were killed by the meteor impact and some of them were maybe bludgeoned to death as the ceiling caved in. Oh, okay. I want to um quick clarity question before I do something kind of stupid. Can I, do I think I can get into that room and back out of that room or is it more of like a you drop in and it might be tough to get back out situation? Um, no, I think that you can, I mean, if you can climb up it one way, it's, it's reasonable to say you can climb okay. up the other way. Um, I want to head into that room and go grab the shard. And this is, I want to uh, move sort of like quickly but quietly, right? Grab it, like tuck it up into my pouch or robes or whatever. And then head straight back to the group. I'm not going to do anything else. I'm into it. Oh, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Galtier, you reach down, you scramble your way over the rocks, 
down the rocks into this ritual chamber that once was home to a statue of a queen and down into this crater and you grab this fist-sized this you grab this head-sized round-shaped gem this one this one is a little bit bigger than the other one (laughs) this one's like an official nfo (laughs) correct yeah what what official sport balls is the size of nick uh, this is the size of a uh, a small volleyball. Mm. What is a small volleyball? <laughs> oh, I think you know. First of all, small volleyball. Smally ball is what we should be saying. Let's... Smally ball. A smally ball. I think that's, that's a handball. That, I think a small. I think smally ball is the official sport of madrigal. Hmm. Galtier, you reach down, you swipe up this gem, in in attempt to grab it and and hide it away as quick as you can and. As soon as you grab this thing, there is an instant whirlwind of noise and a single heartbeat. It's like the whisper of the wind on a stormy night and the sound grows into just a whisper. And then you swear it sounds like words. And they get faster and faster and louder and louder until you can hear everything. The voices grow in number. You hear four, five, ten, twenty, a hundred voices that are shouting all at once. Their words are incomprehensible and overwhelming and reach up to try to cover your ears. You look around, you just realize that there's noise everywhere. Nobody's around you. And they're screaming, they're screaming. You can't make out these words. You're not sure, Galtier, if you could take it. And then the sharp bursts with this blinding light. You can't see anything. You let out this yelp. Can I get a Galtier yelp? No! You're absolutely helpless as the screams of all these voices around you and then white. There's nothing. There's a a ringing. Feels almost like you're dreaming for a second and then Your eyes adjust to this dark dinginess of this doppelganger ritual chamber again. Your ears and eyes adjust, and you hear a voice coming from the opposite side from where you entered. You again. I am impressed by your diligence. And you see standing in the door, encompassed in this purple, smoky cloud of ether, is this small, slender human half-elf this echo his white hair is tied back but you recognize him baltier you could pick him out of a crowd with no problem and slowly again he draws from under his slim fitting cloak a pair of long serrated steel claws liza cast command Liza's not there. And you know what? We will oh, no. see you guys next time on Knuckle Bones. Damn. What? Oh. Oh. the shard, baby. Woo. I thought, holy smokes. I thought maybe I could just snag it and then we could, you know, ride a little real quick. Which is really fun. Exploration. Oh, my God. It was our regular part. I thought I was so really hard like... to coax you guys to pick that thing up. <laughs>
We're gonna play the Knuckle Bone 